Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I accept, honor, and love all that is me. I am enough. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And today's topic is rejection. Abandonment, loneliness, but ultimately rejection, which is a multi-tiered concept. Um, as Jane and I were just having a quick chat about it before. Um, I, I'd like to look at, it, at the concept at a few different levels today. From the very sort of service level, he just broke up with me, she left me, the marriage is over, or I'm dating single and I feel rejected um, by, you know, people in the scene or people in my love life. We can go one tier deeper and go into sort of family dynamics. We can look at mum left when I was two, dad left when I was four, um, rejection of siblings, um, those sorts of concepts. Um we can even go one deeper into much deeper sort of spiritual realms and survival programs, past lives, etc., where perhaps some of these patterns or beliefs or precedents were set up a long time ago and the events that you're experiencing now at an everyday level are actually one dot in a long line of dots that are joined together in some sort of a program that your body is running, some sort of a deeply held belief about rejection or abandonment, which you may have been operating for some some millennia now. <laughs> so we'll look at all of that today. Jane, where would you like to start? Well, rejection is something that I actually see happen every single day, dozens of times. So I actually sit in it. It's not about me being rejected, but it's watching my clients be rejected or being the rejector. If, the, if you've only just joined us for the first time in your life, Jane runs a dating agency. Well, yes. It's a social, it's a social club, but I'm also a matchmaker. And so the idea being that people get uh, social opportunities where they can um, socially interact, meet new people, uh, make new friends, date, fall in love, all of that, break up, reject each other, whatever. So I have a system in the service where we ask members for feedback after they've attended a dinner or event or a one-on-one introduction. And so I read these emails and, you know, for every email that comes through that says that person was great, I want to swap phone numbers with them. There's somebody saying that person wasn't great, I don't want to swap phone numbers with them. And the rejection, so it's something that I do get to sit in every single day. Rejection can be absolutely soul paralyzing. It can stop you from living a rich, full life. I feel the ability to build resilience to rejection is one of life's greatest skills that really has to be developed, managed and and implemented and grown for the whole of your life. Let's talk at this um, very immediate level about two really cool examples, which are actually quite visual examples that will help people understand. You told me a story the other week about a girl on the volleyball court and her behaviour when things didn't go her way or, you know, like... And the body language was that she was, she was rejecting herself and she, she was very negative. She had round shoulders. She wouldn't go into the, the huddle where they all sort of pump themselves up after every point. Um, so she was shaming herself and withdrawing herself from feeling as though she wasn't good enough, she wasn't worthy of being in this team. Now, the outcome for the other team members is that she's hard work, her negativity pulls the team down. Too hard, don't want to be in her team. I suggested that uh, to her mother that they video this girl's body language. And when she saw it, she was horrified. 
She had no idea her body language was that easily readable. Like stomping off the court with her head down and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She had no idea. So what she was feeling, she was all in the feeling and completely unaware of how she was projecting and portraying herself. Because I watched Britain's Got Talent last night, which is, you know, just one of those. I ta- love those shows. Talent shows. And there was, you know, a young, very nervous, very sweet um, girl who was a singer and you could tell she didn't really believe in herself. She 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 was already bringing to the stage very clearly preset um, belief systems of I'm not sure I'm good enough, I'm very nervous, uh, you know, all that kind of. She sang, she didn't bring a lot of power, she didn't bring a lot of energy to it because probably she was so nervous and she doesn't believe in herself. And so she got slayed and turned around and walked off the stage and I w- looked at those sloped shoulders and the hanging head I just thought she is so in her own world at the moment. She has no idea how much her body is telling her whole story for her. And and it made me think of the girl on the volleyball court. The way people get so lost in their own negativity and low self-esteem, you really must remember how much of that you are actually communicating. Your thoughts, your emotions are not private. You think they're private, they're not. People are reading them all the time. And that's why we harp on your words, your thoughts and your emotions all need to be in alignment and so that your body language is giving off authenticity. That's exactly right. And it's why we, we have sympathy for people who have been um, on the down and out on the job front or unemployed for a long time because it's actually very hard for them to go into new interviews, new chances, new opportunities, because often they're bringing still a lot of the rejection to the table. They're coming in with a little bit of the, the sl- sloped shoulders or the the kind of I'm scared I'm not going to be good enough or, you know, when, when you've been knocked back a lot in life, it's hard to bring a lot of confidence to the table. With your dating circles, Jane, if people have it's, been through a lot of rounds of rejection, it's hard to keep getting up and, and continuing, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Actors, dancers, absolutely. auditions. And so therefore what happens is that people start to build a wall. This is the wall that people call, um, that you'll hear people talk about. That person's got a wall around them, I can't get close. And this is regardless of whether you're single, this is the person in the workforce, it's the friend, it's the family member, it's any relationship at all so they build the wall because the wall is self-protecting yeah and so it's like well I'm going to reject myself so I don't get disappointed and so people do it to society you know people will self um ostracize self-isolate themselves another volleyball example my daughter got a life lesson my youngest one on the weekend where um she felt she wasn't going to get selected for a particular team she was tired she was crabby she was hormonal she didn't want to go to the trials I said no you're finishing it off you're going it's the last one she ends up going and gets selected. And I said to her, there were a few girls that w- were here last week that weren't there this week. What happened? And she looked at me and she said, Mum, they ruled themselves out. They actually didn't think they'd get in, so they didn't turn up. And I looked at her and I went, really? And she had that moment where she just looked at me and she said, yeah, I was going to do that, wasn't I? I said, yeah, exactly. Great life lesson for her. Such a Great. cool thing to learn. So... Rejection at this sort of surface level that we're chatting, it is a life skill. You've got to be really, really um, on your game about how you present in social circles, in job interviews, in auditions, when meeting new people. Just be careful not to bring a lot of your own preconceived ideas or insecurities. Will they like me? Am I good enough to the table? Because that can immediately set you back. Sometimes just showing up, just having, like Jane said, the guts and the courage and push yourself that little bit extra, that further mile to just show up can take you so much further. Exactly. Exactly. And it's so often in life, people are not getting what they want. They say, I'm doing everything. I'm doing my meditation. I'm doing my visualizing, but they're not showing up. They're not showing up. 
So then we go to the next level. Now, this brings me to a listener's um, message that we got on Facebook, and I'll read it now. I wanted to suggest a podcast episode on rejection. I have recently struggled very badly with an ex who left me and is now dating other women and the devastating feelings of rejection that go with it. I know this guy is not worthy of me, but my horrible self-esteem... Bex's screen has just gone blank. My my computer just shut down. That's so interesting, isn't it? That never happens except when the universe says you're not meant to read the next part. Well, no, I'm thinking it's more like this. She says, I know this guy is not worthy of me, but my horrible self-esteem, and then it kind of shut down. Like it's almost like a validation. Well, actually, it's interesting because when you said that, you went, I know this guy is not worthy of me. Yeah. I've gone, really? Do you really know that? No, you don't. And and it went, no, you don't. Now, I say that with kindness. So maybe on the surface level you're going, yeah, he's not worthy of me. But actually deep down you think he is worthy. You, you think that he is your either equal or superior. Interesting, isn't it? I really believe that. Let's so finish. that's why it shut down for us to have that little conversation there. Let's finish the email. But my horrible self-esteem is making the rejection part of the breakup linger on for so long, enough where it has become debilitating and physical symptoms are manifesting. I'm sure others struggle with this as well in so many areas of life, not just love. Um, so at this level, yes, it is about the, the pain and the grief that comes with lost love or with a breakup or with a relationship that ends. But I think, like, if we take this girl as an example, she's really highlighting to me there's something much deeper going on here because it feels like she doesn't have that almost natural kind of kickback, kind of pick-me-up type of healthy kind of thing that just kicks in that sort of gives her perspective. It's like she's really, like, she's talking about crying herself to sleep every night and all this kind of stuff. I would say this is someone who's got much deeper rejection themes going on. This guy's really come and thrown some lemon juice into a very, very deep, particular, specific wound or soul lesson that she's here to work on. And I can guarantee he's probably one in a long line of rejections that she keeps experiencing in a pattern in her life in order for the universe to try and highlight or shine light on this particular theme for her. Now, you would get clients like this too, Jane. All the time. I actually think that this is the majority of people in different areas of their life. You know, they might be kicking goals in in their career and their love life, but maybe they've got really um, rejection around social anxiety. You know, very rarely do people have great resilience in every area of their life. So I do see it all the time. Now, the first question is, you are giving your authentic power away when you are requiring validation from anybody else that's not you. Mm. So when you are attached to an outcome, you are now powerless. Or that's probably a bit of an exaggeration. You've depleted your power. Mm. So this girl has absolutely given this guy everything to validate her. And the fact he has rejected her has said, I now have no self-worth at all, none. Because if he's rejected me and he's actually a negative this, 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 I must be worthless. So you've got to come back to taking the power back and going, and there's several different ways of doing that. Now, the first thing that can work in many situations is to look at where you've given your power away to. Have you given credit to somebody that isn't worthy of it? Now, on a surface level, she actually doesn't want this guy having power over her because she is trying to say, he's not worthy of me. So she's done some kind of list writing of, why he, I don't really want his opinion to matter to me because I don't, 
I'm not in alignment with this guy's beliefs or behavior or whatever. So you can you can look at, well, who's saying I'm not worthy? Do I really rate them? Now, if it's somebody that you love dearly, then it's going to hurt a lot more than if it's somebody you really don't care about. So if you don't care about them, then you detach from that person. You've detached from their validation as being necessary for your self-worth. So that can work on the surface, but it has to go deeper to within. And it is that you are rejecting yourself. If you're not able to stand firmly and have good resilience, it's because you don't believe you are worthy. So you've got to look at your value. How do you value yourself? Well, you have to know yourself. How do you know yourself? Well, you've got to start writing lists about all the good, the bad, and the ugly. You've got to get into really pumping up the good about you and believing that, feeling it on a deep, soulful, vibrational level. At the same time, you've got to own the ugly, own the bad, look at turning those to the positive, and embrace everything that is you and uniquely you. Because until you do that, you are always going to be seeking Am I worthy? Where do I fit in? Am I lucky enough to be able to get a date with this girl or this guy? Or am I worthy of that job? Or do you think that that awesome chick wants to be my friend? You're going to be giving your power away to everybody until you know that you can stand in any of those situations as an equal. Mm. And when you are asking for validation from someone else, you are giving off an energetic message that says, I'm actually not good enough, please like me. And that can be the job interview, the friend, the family member or the lover. And just remember, there's another way to look at this as well, which is that we often kind of think that we're God in a sense that we think we know what's best for us. We think, but he was the one or, but that job was supposed to be mine or, but if I don't get that opportunity, my life is over and all the other doors will be shut and there's nowhere else for me to go. You know, we get really kind of almost righteous about how we think things are supposed to play out. And sometimes you've got to remember that the universe has a much greater divine plan and that you're never not on purpose. And sometimes the things that we feel that we've lost or missed out on or been rejected from or cut off from or missed the boat or whatever it is, sometimes it's that you literally dodged a bullet. You know, like you hear those stories, like someone really wanted to go on that cruise trip or that, that whatever, and they got that, they missed the flight and they were devastated and then the flight crashed or something like that. Or there's, but in a much more minor scale, you know, maybe, um, maybe that person that you, you know, really wanted to end up with ended up not being such a good character after all and wouldn't have been very healthy for You're you. You're talking about faith, aren't you? Maybe. A belief. Belief. And and just having stepping back sometimes, yes, and surrendering to divine plans, particularly with things like your job interviews and your auditions that you miss out on and you really feel like everything's crumbled and your world's over and you'll never recover from this. Um, See, I think every rejection that you get is, and in fact, Beck, you reminded me of this when I was helping um, a lovely family member of mine, that every rejection that you get is an opportunity to check in with yourself and go, do I actually really agree with that? Actually, no, I am worthy of that job or I am worthy of that person or I am worthy of that experience. Yeah, it's... And And really checking in. And if you're not, if you're going, oh, I was rejected, oh, of course I was rejected. You know, if you're going, if you're default when you check in, like it's wonderful to check in and go, no, actually, I still hold firm in that. I feel good. That's terrific. No more work to do. Just keep doing that. That if you check in and go, oh, actually, maybe I wasn't really good enough for that, then it's giving you that little signpost of you've got some little work to do on yourself there about self-belief to raise that resilience, to raise that self-belief. True. But I also want to talk about you just mentioned um, something that triggered me 
deserving. Oh, my, do I see that in the matchmaking game. (laughs) Oh, my. What does that mean? Sorry, but ladies, I'm going to be very, uh, do a great big sweeping statement here. As a matchmaker, men are so much easier to please than women. It's quite fascinating. But there are times that I get so disheartened at how hard women are to please with love that I feel sad for the whole species. And I see an abundance of women come to me with lists of what they are requiring in a partner. And then they will tell me they deserve this. And they tell me why they deserve it, because they're such a good person, or they've put up with this, or they've had all these horrible experiences. So now it's like, now I deserve to have the nice guy. And it's like, well, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring? And this is the same in every relationship. You have to bring what it is you want to receive. So if you are being rejected, maybe that it's a signpost that you are not bringing what it is that you are wanting. Because whatever it is you are wanting, whether it's in the lover, the boss, the friend, the family member, whatever you want from them, you have to give first. Oh, that's such a big thing to bite off and chew. It is. (laughs) It absolutely is. It is. All on a little matchmaking level. I want a guy that's... um, Financially independent, um, fit and athletic, and uh, really funny. Got a good sense of humour. Terrific. Are you financially independent? No, that's why I want them to be because I'm really bad with money. It's not going to happen. Are you funny? No, I'm a bit serious, so that's why I want somebody that's going to make me laugh. Okay, are you fit and active? No, I'm a couch potato, but I'm hoping if I've got someone fit and active, they'll help me to get off the couch. It's not going to happen. And so you have to be that. Because why would they want you? (laughs) Well, then that's what my next question is. Well, what do you bring to the table? Oh, it's harsh, isn't it? It is really harsh. This helps us to be able to see I do this on myself. I'm Mm. not being harsh on others. I'm just as harsh on myself of what do I bring to the table? Yeah. Another way of looking at it is when you are judging and rejecting somebody else, because this has got two sides to it, when you are rejected a lot, I would suggest that you are also rejecting others Not just yourself, but I bet you reject others. Are you opinionated? Are you making assumptions inaccurately without asking? Do you really know? Like it's fascinating to read feedback every morning on social emails about where they might say things like, you know, oh, no, that person, no, they're not for me. They're really X, Y, Z. And it'll be something that's very black and white. And I'll look at their file and I'll think, oh, no, that's not the truth. It's absolutely not the truth. So when you're pointing the finger and rejecting someone else, I want you to ask the question, what did they have to put up with to have you in their life? Jane's punching out the big ones today. <laughs> Rejection is actually what I would deal with probably 75% of the time at Social Aid. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, it's, I can imagine. It's, it's, that's the resilience. It's helping people to keep their focus, to keep growing, to keep their focus, to really get to know themselves so they can get out there and achieve what they want to achieve. Right. So my take on rejection with being a psychic and spiritual and past lives and stuff is so the kind of client I will get occasionally will come and say, I've never really had a lasting relationship, find it hard to um, meet guys or women, Um, or they'll say to me, I have a really active, fulfilled life. And I've had good relationships or I'm in a good relationship, but I still feel 
this kind of, and I'm going to use the word loneliness, but it's hooked into rejection. I still feel this, this feeling deep down like emptiness. Yep. I don't belong. I'm empty. I'm not included. It's, um, it's just this kind of intangible thing. Now I, I bring up both scenarios because I think both can be traced back to a similar pattern. Now, so the client who is like, oh, I'll get 36-year-old virgins and stuff. Sometimes like quite extreme if you want to call that extreme, you know, and we're not here to judge, but sometimes I will get people who've literally never been with another person for longer than a handful that's of weeks. That's actually quite common. I'm just going to put that out there, that that's actually very so common. So you're not alone if you're listening no, and that's absolutely. you. absolutely. And in mm. fact, if we want to talk an extreme, I'm coaching a 55-year-old guy um, that has never had a relationship. Yeah. Okay. That has never had sexual intimacy right but it's never too late all of these things can be um, oh, healed and embraced and the minute you start to shine a bit of conscious awareness on this stuff so in, and know. there's a lid for every pot guys <laughs> it doesn't matter whether it's love friendship family or job opportunities there's mm. a lid for every pot that's cute that's cute um so i always encourage the client to go back and have a little walk back through the first seven to twelve years of their childhood and just have a really good piercing look at what was going down with my Mum and dad and the behaviors and the energies that you soaked up and learned in that household it can often be quite cliched textbook our oh, dad left when i was two well there it is rejection um i'm adopted well there it is you had loving parents but there's some very very deeper lost subconscious ingrained thing in there about as a baby i was handed away from my mother you know these sorts of things so we can also go one deeper. If none of that is showing up in a client, like the client that says, I've got a happy, healthy life. I had a loving childhood, but I've just got this emptiness. We can go one step back further and we can start to actually poke around in a bit of reincarnation. And I'm speaking about this from experience because this was something that I had to do myself as well. I had a loving childhood and I've had monogamous relationships with no trouble attracting them in and having them. But I too was reaching this point where I could still cry for hours and I just didn't know why. It was like there was this black void deep inside me. And actually the lovely Craig Homenay, who we have interviewed on this show, helped me through that particular last. I did some muscle testing. I did some all sorts of things over the years over it, but Craig actually got me through the very last um, wall on that. And sometimes, and I and look, I had a girl yesterday, so exactly the same story as me, and we did the same work with her. Sometimes, for whatever reason in time, energy and space, at the deepest programming level, the soul has picked up a belief which is literally something like, God has forgotten me. You know, I'm disowned in the universe. There is no place for me. I am always on the outer. I am always the last one left behind. These sorts of things. I am always alone. And of course, it's to do with self-worth, but it is also to do with rejection because if the soul believes that at a deep enough level, no matter what's going on in your brain and your conscious mind and your everyday world and your netball club and your husband and your social life, due to the law of vibration, that deep level program is still going to activate a lot of consistent rejection and abandonment and loneliness themes until you wake up and realize there's something deeper at play. So if you're listening and you're nodding your head thinking, that sounds more like something that could be me. This is where your sorts of therapies are going to be needed that go in deep to the subconscious. So you, you could do anything from your, your hypno. Well, actually, and I'm going to interrupt and I'm going to mm -hmm. say go to Beck. Beck's helped me with some fabulous oh, thanks, healing of past lives. No, Hip, really. Hypno and kinesiology. But, yes, absolutely, psychics like myself and even Jane can help you look a little bit deeper into some of that stuff. But also even like past life regression. Oh, there's a oh no, I'm going to say I'm not good on past lives. 
Well, I'm not saying that we do the past life regression, but I'm just suggesting that there's a lot of different vehicles out there people can utilise to go and find base level programs yeah. that exist before memory or exist in a place that's outside of your conscious brain. Um, but that's what I would suggest you do if you can't seem to, if you've got lots of healthy behaviours in your life, but there's something you can't shake. Yes, that hard to find missing piece. Correct. I, I really have to talk about the schoolyard here. Oh, yeah. Because what I found is that, Yes, Beck and I will always default to your first seven years of childhood because that's where we find most of the stories. But I'm going to say there's a very big group that is formed in the schoolyard, particularly if we're going to talk about self-worth and achievements. Definitely, um, definitely. Whether it is achievements of, of friendships, love or, or career, etc. And so the schoolyard is vile and such a hard place for young, beautiful souls to be learning. And so if you're, if you're like Beck was saying, going, well, actually, I've got this beautiful family, blah, 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 I really want you to look at your social pattern because I kind of feel that social is, you know, we talk about IQ, EQ, SQ, BQ, all of that, but I almost want to put out there that there's a fifth body and that is social. Jane's theory. And I think another theory. SQ. And I think that the the value, well, SQ is spiritual. spiritual. So we have to come up with another word. But I'm going to say social. CQ, community, I don't know. <laughs> RQ, relationships. Mm. It's where we actually do first start to gather or deplete our self-worth. So are we validated? We do have many times in life that we have to be externally validated and the schoolyard is so damaging or empowering, depending on your experience, although most people will find it's more damaging. And so have a little dig around there about what, who have you given your power away to? Was it the schoolyard bully? Was it the, the head girl that was, you know, the queen bee? Have you given your power away to really a child who shouldn't be holding your power of self-worth? So have a dig around there. If you need help, yeah, I'm your girl for that one. Mm. Um, all right, rejection, abandonment. Is there anything else that you want to say today on the topic, Jane? Oh, it's actually a very big topic uh, that we could go on for another half an hour. But I feel that you need to really understand that in the majority of situations, not long-term relationships, but the majority of everyday rejection is occurring from people you do not know. So they are people that you've just met for whatever reason, whether it's a date, a new, a potential new friend, a social opportunity, a client, a colleague, a boss, it doesn't matter. You, they really don't know you. So when you are being rejected, it is on what they have seen in you in a very short period of time. Mm. So don't give yourself your power away to somebody that does not know you. Now, the exception to that would be if you've got a pattern of this happening, then you need to look at yourself for how are you presenting. And if you are in an industry which is about rejection, modelling, auditions, dancing, acting, um, anything where you constantly have to sort of sell yourself, um, you know, I would suggest if you don't already, you really need to get some of that Olympic athlete brain psychology training so that you can really have a healthy buffer to bounce back on. If you have to go through 10 years. I'm going to actually suggest we did an episode about um, competition or competing. Did we? Yep. A long time ago, but I don't know, maybe about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say this one would go hand in hand with that because my theory is that you compete with yourself. You yeah. do not compete with anyone else. And in the whole accept, reject thing, 
you're competing with other people. Mm, no, good. That's a good thought to leave it on today. I accept, honour and love all that is me. I am enough. You are all enough and we are all enough and that is why you are here in this beautiful community. We have just set up a tribe, haven't we, Jane? We have. We've set up a little Facebook uh, group. So it's a private group. We just thought it might be a really good idea because so many of you are emailing us amazing emails and it is a lot to keep up with, but please keep sending them. We love getting them. Both of us read every one of them. But we want to help you guys to help each other. So we've set up a little private Facebook group, which is called Love-Life Tribe. And it's closed where the only people that can see the discussions that will take place is uh, those that are members. However, any of our lovely Love Life Tribe can be members. So if you wish to, just put in a request and we'll get you uh, into that group and supporting each other with love and kindness. You guys can put up your blogs, your businesses. You can chat about your problems. You can discuss shows. You can you can use it however you like. Look, it's just there if, if you guys want to have your own closed box community. We'll see how it goes. I mean, yeah. it's just trial and It's just error, an really. idea. I came yeah. up with this idea in the shower yeah. <laughs> as I love my shower ideas and thought, let's put it out there because so many of you, as a matchmaker, I'm not just a matchmaker of boy meets girl, girl meets boy. I'm a matchmaker of people everywhere, mm. of opportunities. I love connecting people. So this is just another way that we can help you all to connect with each other because your vibe and energy is so beautiful. I often get clients who say things to me like things like, uh, I really want to meet more spiritual like-minded people. Like I just don't, or I need to really let go of a lot of my friends because they're the kind of the old me and I've changed a lot and I really want to be with more positive, spiritual, whatever, wellness people. Places like this, Facebook group, Facebook groups like this are exactly for that purpose. Perfect. And something else I want to mention is if you're a Love Life listener and you have a teenager or you know a teenager, I have started an Instagram account just for the teens that I teach and speak to and educate in schools. Your teen is welcome to join. It's B-E-X-T-A-L-K. So that's Bex Talk with a B-E-X. And it's really cool and cute. It's very empowering. It's for guys and girls. So it's gender neutral and it's all about self-worth and self-esteem, but fed at a level that 15 sort of year olds can understand. So there's another avenue for you guys too. And if you enjoyed today's show, please jump on lovelifeshow.com.au. We're more international than that. (laughs) Lovelifeshow.com where you can get everything else that you need until this time next week. Just be really consciously aware about when rejection happens and remember it all comes back to self-worth. So feed that hungry dragon and build yourself up. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.